0: Pressure's a privilege, man. We want to run towards that pressure. We don't want to run from it, and we want to enjoy that and embrace it and and, and fight through the struggle. What's up, everyone? We are back. Andrew here. I hope everyone had a great summer without sports, minus watching our pro humps tearing it up in the MLB. But good news, you won't have to wait much longer as the 2023-2024 sports season kicks off soon with soccer starting exhibition matches this week. And Campbell football returns to action on August 31st against William & Mary to kick off their inaugural CAA season. Before we get started, everybody knows the deal. Head on over to Orange and Black, subscribe to get news updates, stories, and behind-the-scenes intel surrounding Campbell Athletics. You can sign up for a paid subscription to get exclusive access to the Orange and Black Discord channel, where we talk about a lot of cool stuff, give you a lot of insight on what's going on in Campbell Athletics, and just have a good time with all the people involved. Dylan, my man, what is up? I hope you had a good summer. What have you been up to, and what are you looking forward to this upcoming sports year for the Fighting Camels?
1: Ah, man, it's, uh, it's been a summer, summer without Campbell sports has been lonely. No, um, just been watching a bunch of MLB watching our, our programs tear it up, um, in the MLB. Some making their MLB debuts, some trying to fight Braves pitchers. We'll get into that later. Um, but yeah, man, it's just, it's been great. Um, excited so just overall, um, we're in the new conference, which we'll, we'll talk about later as well. Um, and, uh, some fresh blood, fresh teams, just fresh all the way around, and um, excited to see you, uh, all of our all of our teams uh, get into action and see where we where we rank in terms of the CAA. Yeah, Dylan, uh, the summer is long.
0: I'm very busy during the summer, so we've missed out on some podcasting opportunities. But the light is at the end of the tunnel. Sports are on the verge of being back. Thank the Lord. You can watch a lot of Zach Neto in the MLB, and it is very entertaining. But when that is the only thing that is on, uh, it can get a little monotonous. But soon, from every Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, every single weekend, your TV will be on. It will have college football, and that is a beautiful sight. And what is going to be a beautiful sight is when the Campbell Fighting Camels take on William & Mary on August 31st inside Barker Lane Stadium to kick off their reign in the Coastal Athletic Association. That's right, I said Coastal, not Colonial. We'll touch on that a little bit later. But Campbell is excited to start their new reign in the CAA. Speaking of the CAA, at the Coastal Athletic Association Virtual Media Day, Campbell was picked to finish 12th in the CAA preseason poll. And William and Mary, who Campbell will open the season against, was picked to finish first. And like I said, Campbell will kick off the season on August 31st against the Tribe inside Barker Lane Stadium. Dylan, your overall thoughts to the first initial poll, it can be a little deceiving. You always hear the coaches say, "Eh, and preseason polls don't really matter, especially Campbell moving into a new conference. Maybe a lot of the coaches aren't as familiar with them, so you see a little dip. Just, what are your overall thoughts there on Campbell's preseason prediction in the CAA?
1: Well, I think Campbell is the mystery team in the CAA. Um, it's the the new team coming in. Um, there's a lot of new faces that we'll we'll cover, um, and it, I, there's a lot of mystery with with Campbell. Mike um, are having the best recruiting, um, in, in Campbell football history. And, uh, with that, there's a lot of new faces. Uh, there's going to be a lot of gelling. There could be a lot of ups. There could be a lot of downs. We, we don't even know. I think we, we were doing the offensive preview and, uh, I think we have one position down, maybe a couple positions on the offensive line everywhere else is a toss up. And, um, that's good to see. And I think it's going to keep a, um, a lot of these teams in the conference on their toes because they don't know who who Campbell's going to line up the the eleven that they're they're going to line up next to. They have no idea. They probably have some others that they're about ninety nine percent sure, but you never know who's going to line up uh, against you. And uh, with Campbell, that that's going to be the case. So um, I think we'll catch a lot of teams off guard this year. We got um, some faces that. We have faced um, in, the, in the Big South with Hampton and Monmouth um, and North Carolina a and um, and then we got a lot of new faces. So um, I'm interested to see um, how this team's going to go and uh, who's going to line up um, when we take the first snap of the season.
0: Yeah, a lot of new faces for the Camels, which can be a good thing, especially with a lot of talent there. It can also take some time to get everybody gelled, but we'll see how that all works out. We'll jump. We'll read through the CAA preseason poll, and that way you can also get a grasp on all the teams in the CAA. As with the CAA, it's a little different, as you have some members who are football only members, and then you have in other cases, like UNCW and College of Charleston, where they do not have a football team, but they're still full-time members of the CAA. So in that preseason poll, William & Mary was selected as the preseason favorite with 13 first-place votes, followed by New Hampshire. They received one first-place vote. Down after that, you had Richmond, Delaware, Elon, Rhode Island, Villanova, Monmouth, Towson at 9, North Carolina a and at 10, who Campbell was familiar with. Albany at 11, Campbell, like we said, at 12, Maine at 13, Stony Brook at 14, and another familiar opponent in Hampton at 15 to round out the polls. So Campbell has a few familiar faces in that group, but obviously some blue blood names in the at the FCS level. And Campbell will be tested early with number one preseason favorite William and Mary to start the season. Let's jump into. Some preseason awards that were also announced at the CAA Media Day as Campbell Offensive lineman Mike Edwards. He was named first-team preseason All-CAA. He was also named first-team All-CAA by Phil Steele and second-team All-CAA by Stats Perform. So obviously, you can't run your offense if you can't protect your quarterback or allow your run game to develop. So obviously, having a big piece on the O-line there is going to make a big difference. Also, uh, uh, CAA honorable mention linebacker C.J. Tillman and place kicker Caleb Dowden. Dylan, your overall thoughts on those three guys and the preseason awards that have already come out?
1: Yeah, I I expected Mike Edwards to be up there. Um, Big offensive lineman. Um, He's going to be a force to be reckoned with um, this year, and it's good that we have uh, CJ Tillman and Kale Dowry um, also being on mention. But again, it's like we'll say um, that we've we've been saying this team's brand new. um, So there's going to be – I'm pretty sure we will have uh, a lot more members on that team, I hope. Um, And it's good that we're already getting recognition um, with big Mike Edwards uh, being there. Um, as the first-team All-CAA, um, and then getting some honorable mentions are great, but I'm, I'm 99.9% sure that uh, we will have more come the end of the season. Yeah, and let's jump into the rest
0: of the offense. Today, we're going to be previewing the offensive side of the ball. We'll follow up later with a defensive preview, but let's start on the offensive side. The battery that's going to charge this whole thing is going to start in the QB room with Haj Malik Williams. Last season, he got hurt midway through the season. He had a rotation of quarterbacks, you know, and anytime that happens, it's going to throw you off a little bit. And, you know, but there's not much you can do about it. It is what it is. But with a new era in Campbell football, we're playing big time FCS football. Your QB one, Haj Malik Williams, is going to have to step up this season. Last season, he played in 10 games. He completed 180 passes and 289 attempts. That's a 62.28 completion percentage. He tossed for 2,224 yards and 12 TDs to go along with seven interceptions. So if Campbell is going to be successful, you're going to want to see that TD number increase a little bit and maybe hold on to the ball a little bit better. But overall, you're going to want your quarterback to stay healthy Dylan. what are your thoughts on Haj Malik and what he can bring to the table this season for the camels?
1: Yeah, I think if we see the Haj Malik Williams of, I believe 2019, where he had that fantastic season. um, I think he, this offense is going to be uh, a force to be reckoned with. Um, And offense starts at the quarterback position. Um, He's going to be a, the leader of this offense, uh, with a lot of experience, a lot of snaps played, um, and I mean a lot of interesting games he's been in. Uh, he played Jacksonville or Jack Jackson State, uh, primetime Deion Sanders, um, with a lot of teams that pretty sure will end up or should end up on uh, D1 teams. Um, so and took him all the way until pretty much the last minutes of the fourth quarter. So um, we know Hodge can uh, get in there and be clutch. Um, and uh, hopefully he could play a full and healthy season. Um, but I, if not, I think we got some guys in the wings that uh, could make this offense very, very interesting.
0: Yeah, last season you saw where Haj Malik went down during the season and Chad Masco stepped in. He is a highly touted three-star recruit by rivals in 247 sports that, you know, it's a good option to have if your QB1 does go down. Obviously, you want everyone to stay healthy. Uh, I'll tell you who we will not see behind center this year is Wiley Hartley as he has uh, transferred out after we saw uh, after the baseball season. Uh Good luck to him. All the best. Uh, obviously, we're still riding high after that great baseball season. But we'll stick to football here. Um, you know, hopefully, uh, Masco doesn't have to come in, but you've seen a lot of people nationally, even when they're talking about the Camels, uh, you know, they like to highlight, and we've seen this highlight the, you know, highly touted recruits. But with Hajmalik there, hopefully he can carry the reins and, and lead the Camels to a good season. We'll rotate over. To the running back room last season, you lost a big piece in Bryant Barr. He graduated, but waiting in the wings, you have some familiar faces um, like McDowell and Corey Rogers, who had his first season last season. And then another thing that we need to think about with the running game is Haj Malik and how effective can he be? And that's gonna be another thing to keep an eye on is can he stay healthy while still running the ball effectively dylan who do you who are you keeping an eye on in the run game and in the running back room?
1: yeah, I think it, I think you said it best it's gonna be the feet of Hodge league really, uh like just kind of those uh r p o options uh where the defense is looking in to see if he's gonna even carry the ball or he's gonna throw. It. I think the, the year when he was fully healthy, he he did that to perfection um, and let up the, the, the league um, at that time because you don't know if he's going to pull it down or if he's going to keep the ball. Um, so I think it starts there. Um, and looking at the roster, you got a senior, a redshirt senior, a senior, and sophomore and two freshmen. So that's a lot of um people who have taken a lot of snaps um a lot of upperclassmen so that makes me feel good that we have a a, a very veteran uh running back room uh especially with Medall now kind of let's hand the rings off to him he's been here for a bit and um i believe he'll uh he'll get rb1 but uh, we have a bunch of running backs, so I think it'll be a good rotation of running backs. And let's see who uh, who steps up um, come the, the first game of the season.
0: Yeah, obviously, no matter who your quarterback is, if you can have that balanced attack with the run and the pass, it helps them out a lot. Because if you're coming out every play and that, you know, you're going to be tossing the ball around defensive can't defenses can't anticipate that. So if people like McDowell and Rodgers can step up uh, and kind of replace Bryant Barr, who was more of a workhorse last year, he didn't get as many touchdowns. He only finished with three touchdowns, but then you have McDowell, who seemed to be more, more of the short yardage back down there in the goal line. Uh, he had six touchdowns on the year, and then the Kari Rodgers had four, and then there he is again, Malik Williams, finished last season with seven touchdowns. So if you can have that good balance attack and even just having that threat, the run from the quarterback can help that RPO game, your read option game and kind of open up some holes for you and hopefully be able to run behind Mike Edwards over there on the offensive line. Now we've talked a lot about transfers, but let's talk about a guy who has been at Campbell. What seems like forever as we transition to the tight end room, obviously Julian Hill, he's gone now. he, was signed by the Miami Dolphins. He's no longer available as a tight end. Uh, one guy that we can definitely keep an eye on is Alex Santiago. Dylan, what do you remember about this guy who has seemingly been at Campbell for 20 years?
1: Yeah, I'm I'm starting to think like, how long has this guy been here? Because was it Andrew? Our junior year, sophomore year? Like it's been a while. But he blocked. He was uh, in. <laughs> He blocked the famous kick against uh, Gardner Webb, which I can't remember if that was the game in the rain um, where it was a toss up if the ball was going to go 10 yards or not. Um, but I, that's where I remember Alex Santiago. Um, but <laughs> uh, I'm wondering if he has a home at Campbell University because he's been there forever. Um and I'm pretty sure the kid probably has two masters at this point. Um, so I think he'll be a good one to watch. And um, I mean, this tight end room is going to be a toss up. You, you don't know who, who's going to be there. Uh, they got Jared Gibble, who's a Virginia tech transfer um, go Hokies. Um, but I mean, it's going to be a toss up. You, you don't know who's going to be there. Um, and it's a mixture of, uh, upperclassmen and some um, lower classmen. So uh, I think the tight end room is going to be interesting. Um, Julian Hill, we all remember Julian Hill kind of came out of nowhere and became a reliable uh, target last year. So I think that will happen this year in the tight end room.
0: Yeah. And, and we we'll, as we're speaking of the tight end room, obviously last season, Julian Hill was Campbell's leading receiver. He's gone. Followed by him was Austin Height. He was Campbell's second leading receiver. He is gone as well. So for the pass catchers as a whole, you're going to have to have some guys step up. Jalen Kelsey is going to be a big name there. Last season, he played in 10 games. Uh, He caught uh, 32 passes for 406 yards and a touchdown. Um, You can see where he can be a big threat this season just following his first year at Campbell. And then you get into those transfers as we transition over to the wide receiver room where you start to see some of that talent where you don't really know. Maybe it was proven a little bit at the FBS level, but they didn't get the play in time that they wanted or it didn't work out. But then they can come to this level, uh, to Bowie's Creek and they can really produce. So a couple of those names in the wide receiver room, Ezariah Anderson, he's a transfer from Iowa State. Also joining him, a transfer from NC State, is Josiah Pavilion. I know that at NC State, they called him the Cheese Man because of his last name. So that's awesome. That's something we can continue. And then, like I spoke of, um, we have Jalen Kelsey. And then another transfer from the SCS level is Tyler Feldkamp. And he transferred from South Dakota State, who won the FCS national title last year in football. Dylan, who are you excited to see this season
1: from that wide receiver room? I believe it's going to be Anderson. I'm um, I, I, Just in all, all the transfers. I mean, this, I, this is kind of where you saw Mike Menner working the transfer portal to see who he could grab. And I think he grabbed a, a lot of good transfers uh, who have experience in that upper echelon of the uh, D one. Um, so I think it's gonna be uh interesting to that Haj Malik has a, a bunch of wide receivers now that have a lot of FBS experience um and the experience of being there in that top level playing playing on some big time stages in on Saturday. So um I think it starts with him. You got Fed Camp. Um those will probably be the top two guys, I would hope. Um, but uh, a lot of guys who have just come to Campbell, I think will be fighting for their place as well. So, um, this wide receiver group is, it's going to be very interesting and I believe there'll be a lot of guys fighting and it's going to be, it's going to be once you line up day one, you know, that they work very hard to, to get to that position.
0: Yeah. And one more FBS transfer is uh sincere Brown. Sorry, man, if I messed up your first name, but he's a transfer from South Florida. Um, and you know, anytime you have that FBS talent coming in, you kind of, everybody's kind of keeping an eye on them, but you don't really know how it's going to work out. So those are some guys, big time names from big time schools to keep an eye on this upcoming season. So obviously a lot of positives to look at on the offensive side of the ball, but also some question marks, um, on the offensive side of the ball. As we look over the entire offense, Dylan, who is one guy that you and Campbell fans should keep an eye on this season as we head into the 2023 season?
1: I think it'd be Hodgmalik Williams. Um, if this team's going to be, if where Hodgmalik goes is going to be where Campbell goes. Um, I think it's uh, with the experience that Hodge Malik has, um, he's going to take us either really far to surprise some people or we'll we'll finish where everybody thinks we're going to finish. So um, if we can get a healthy Mod- Hodge Malik Williams um, for a full season, um, it's going to get very, very interesting, um, especially with the defense that we'll preview. Um another time with with the defense that we'll, we'll have lining up i think it's going to give hodge league some some good options and we can get up um on some teams and um, maybe some teams are going to have to play catch up and that i don't think that's going to work if hodge league really has the ball because we're going to have a scoring threat more than likely each possession that we have um but yeah it's just going to be a mixture of how this team's going to gel um and we got some offensive lineman um, that'll help him out. Mike Edwards, uh, shout out to Tyler McClellan. Um, he should have been in one of those teams, um, probably second or first team um, as well. Cause he's been there. It seems like forever as well. So Hodge Malik has um, some uh, veteran O-line, and then you mix that with him and then a veteran running back and some veteran wide receivers. Um if we can keep that all together, this team is going to get very, very interesting. Yeah, exciting for sure as Campbell
0: looks to literally get over the hump of that uh, six-win total that seems to be uh, kind of the, the stinger for, for Campbell. But exciting times as Campbell opens up the season. On August 31st against William & Mary, You can go online and get your tickets at uh, not at williamandmary.com. Do not go there. We don't want to give them any money. Go to GoCamels.com and get your tickets. And just a reminder to all the fans that all of the Campbell home games and Coastal Athletic Association games this season will be on Flow Sports. So be sure that you lock that in and get your subscription before the season starts so you aren't scrambling around on August 31st at 6.55, trying to pull the game up. And, you know, first game of the year, it's at Barker Lane Stadium. It's on a Thursday of Labor Day weekend. So you can go to the game, kickstart your long weekend early, and then you can still hit the beach or do whatever you want to, have your nice cookout later in the week, or just sit on your couch and watch a lot of college football. But exciting times as Campbell starts their New rain in the CAA on Thursday, August 31st against William & Mary. We'll see you there. And if not, uh, be sure to grab that Flow Sports subscription and watch along with all the other great college football games going on to kick off the 2023 season. Dylan, we've touched on the baseball going on this summer. There is a lot of action for more Campbell players in the MLB this season. I'll let you dive into this. Obviously, Zach Neto is the name that everyone is keeping an eye on and he, he's killing it. But if you want to kind of touch on some of our pro humps players, um, starting in the MLB and then we can dive into some of our other, uh, sports as well.
1: Yeah. I, like you said, it's been Zach Neto that we've been keeping an eye on, um, when he's been on the field, he has been tearing it up, um, uh, for the angels, Um, playing alongside uh, Mike Trout. Um, Unfortunately, Mike Trout is hurt. Um, But you have uh, Mr. MLB, as some people like to call him, Shohei Otani. Um, How did we
0: not get him to Booze Creek? You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, come on, Justin.
1: Yeah, come come on, Justin, do better. No, Um, I mean, just playing alongside him, I think is just um, has brought Zach Neto's game up. Uh, another notch Uh, he's been on and off the IL this season has as the uh, baseball dead, podcast have kept it running total Uh, I think at the last podcast it was like 33 pitches he's been hit by um, and he was chasing the MLB record until he went on the IL Uh, but the band loves to get hit by pitches um, and he's taken them very well Uh, unless your name is Spencer Strider and otherwise you come up into a great MLB meme. Um, but yeah, he, he's batted 241, eight home runs, 30 RBIs. Um, and those eight home runs, uh, have not been just outside the, the park. They have been absolute nukes into the Anaheim sky, um, or wherever they have been going to, um, So he's been killing it. Hopefully, hopefully he can get back on, stay healthy. Um, And he just won the, I believe it's called the heart and soul award uh, this year. So congrats to him. Uh, Let's just name it. The Zach Neto award for the angels at this point, Um, because he just puts a lot into his game. Um, And he's been a great addition for the angels as they call up a lot of their um, fresh faces. So, um, hopefully not Zach noe can uh get healthy and stay healthy and he has a great end to the season. Uh, but going around uh we'll touch on uh, Cedric Mullins. Um, Cedric Mullins, like Zach Nell, has been uh off on and off the IL this season. Uh, so he's not having the season he had uh last year. Uh, but he's batting 259, non-home runs, 47 RBIs and 14 stolen bases. Um like I said, he's been off and on the IL this season uh, for the O's, but when he's been on, um, he has been stealing bla- bases, uh, the threat at the top of the O's lineup. So hopefully we can get him back soon as well. Um, also, uh, pro uh, MLB uh, Campbell player Ryan Thompson for the Rays. Uh, he's been kind of up and down with the Tampa Bay Rays, either, um, on the Rays or at triple a with the dirt bulls. Uh, but with the Rays, of season 26 and third innings, a four forty four ERA struck out a bunch of people with that funky delivery. Um, and he's been a great follow on Twitter as well. So give him a follow uh, on Twitter. If you want to see some great content, um, we do have if you want to call him a pro hump uh in the MLB um made one MLB start uh Alan Winans. um he made uh he's made an MLB debut against the Brewers on July 22nd uh in Milwaukee on Fox um, he was absolutely dealing against the Brewers um, and then ran into some issues in, in the fourth inning we went four and third two hits to earn five strikeouts with a no decision, but he's been tearing up for uh triple eight for the Braves, uh the Gwent Stripers. Um, but seven to three uh with 106 innings, 289 ERA, 91 strikeouts. Um hopefully he'll get another start before the season's in. Um but hopefully by 2024 we can see him full time with the Atlanta Braves. Um but yeah that's the the uh, MLB guys, but we have a bunch of minor league guys.
0: Yeah, definitely some exciting action all summer uh, at the MLB level for formal fighting camel baseball players. I know Justin Hare is very happy and he's always fired up on Twitter about that, which why would you not be? Uh, basically your sons that are playing at baseball's biggest stage. And for, Allen, unfortunately, you know the Braves bullpen just they couldn't hold it together, and then he got stuck with a no decision. But overall, a great season for uh, a lot of former Campbell baseball players who have made it to the MLB. Some who are basically mainstays as of this point, and then some others who have gotten their MLB debut this season, which is awesome. Which puts uh, four people in the MLB for former Campbell baseball players in the MLB this season. That is awesome. And definitely uh, puts you up there against programs of power five caliber. And it just continues to show you the development that goes on in Bowie's Creek and the work that Justin Hare does. And what an amazing announcement it was when he said that he was coming back to Bowie's Creek for another year. We haven't even talked since then on a podcast but the Discord was definitely blowing up. We were all sweating it out for a couple of days. And then he was able to, you know, shut down all the rumors and, you know, basically say that this is where I want to be for right now. And we just hope that that continues and the winning continues. And with that on the baseball side, a lot of exciting news on the horizon um, in regards to Jim Perry Stadium and those – uh, details will be coming out within the next year, hopefully. And hopefully you'll see, uh, not that Jim Perry stadium is not already beautiful, but a few more nice additions and upgrades over there in Bowie's Creek. Uh, Dylan, we have a lot of guys that are in the minor leagues on the baseball side. Just give us a, a maybe two or three uh, that we should keep an eye on or some that have been killing it. Um, and, You know, I know some of our draft picks, uh, our program record number of draft picks, Uh, most of them haven't even started playing yet. That's just kind of how the uh, minor league system worked. But you can touch on a few guys to keep an eye on and who stood out to you.
1: Yeah, um, I, I'll start with uh, let's go to Seattle or uh, as we've called it, the Campbell Mariners at this point, um, since they have, uh, I think, a total of about five to six guys that are <laughs> former Campbell grads that are going to be in the in the Mariner system. But uh, Spencer Packard uh, with the double A team for the Mariners uh, has been killing it this season, uh, batting 272 with nine home runs of 58 RBIs. Um, It's like uh, every other day, um, there is a Twitter video of him hitting a very long home run. And if you follow
0: Uh, uh, Fully Caffeinated, he always tweets the same exact gif. So you know that it's exactly a Spencer Packard highlight. So you can't miss it.
1: Oh, yeah. Um, So he's been hitting some absolute nukes um, out there um, with the double. Double affiliate for the Seattle Mariners. Um but uh we'll move on to uh, Thomas Harrington, uh former first round pick last year for the Camels. Um he's been killing it for the high A um in the Pirates uh minor leaguers um affiliates. Um but yeah, 50, 53 and two-thirds innings for 3-6 six ERA, 67 strikeouts. Um I think either May or June got moved up to uh, the Greensboro grasshoppers. So um, he's been making his waves there. Um, So Campbell fans, if you want to see a former Campbell player um, and have a good night out, um, head over to Greensboro, just make sure that Thomas is pitching that night. Um, And we got a lot of guys that have been hurt um, that are coming back uh, barefoot. So I played in four games for the uh, Corpus Christi Hooks. Um, and then just uh, Ryan Chassie uh, has been for the A affiliate for the Blue Jays, uh, 24 innings, 4.1 ERA, 17 strikeouts. Um, and then we have a lot of guys, like you said, have been drafted this year. Um, three of them going to the Mariners, two via the draft, one via um, – Signed a UDFA contract and Jared Bellman should have been drafted, but that's just my take. Um, just put a note on him. Uh, when they talked about him, I, I think I found an article, um, uh, that he's projected to be on Team Australia for the World Baseball Classic, uh, coming up. So, uh, that'll be great to see. Um, but out of this year's guys that have been drafted or signed with the team, Bryce Arnold, um, Got signed. Well, signed with the Blue Jays. Uh, and has been in a couple games for them. So uh, nice to see all these pro um, pro hump guys uh, doing their thing. And as they come up to the system, hopefully we can see one or two more of these guys make their MLB debut. Um, and hopefully we can get some of the guys that got drafted this year. Maybe Cade. We can see him in a single a single a game here short shortly. Uh, But uh, congrats to these guys. I can't wait to see more of them uh, here hopefully soon.
0: Maybe by the time Belbin starts playing uh, in the World Baseball Classic, again, that ball that he hit against ECU will land uh, in that home running hit in Greenville. Um, But we can move forward. We have a few uh, professional men's soccer players that Dylan so graciously uh, researched and pulled out so I'll let you touch on that, and then we can run through our latest uh, MLB. I'm just messing it all. Our NFL sonies, um that were on the Campbell football roster last season.
1: So you have to uh, forgive me, Campbell fans, because these are uh, names that are, are probably going to uh, trip me up. But I'll start with the hardest one, uh, Tabato Jacquois um he was jack drafted yeah. jack well there you go i tried um he has taken his talents to france uh was originally drafted by uh fc dallas um but he's taken his talents back to his home country of france um couldn't find any stats uh, for him but wish him luck in france uh tyler young who's uh drafted by atlanta united uh is on atlanta united's uh roster now Um, we have Moses Messiah who was, uh, drafted by Real Salt Lake. Uh, interestingly enough, he is playing in, uh, Hong Kong. Uh, so we wish him the best of luck. Um, and then we have Jake Morris who is originally drafted by Columbus crew is on loan, um, to a, to their USFL, uh, team down there. So wish those guys the best of luck. Um, hopefully we can see one of those guys, um, make it to the MLS uh, before their season's over uh, later on this season. Yeah. And then
0: moving over to the football side, Brevin Allen, uh, who's with the LA Chargers. He signed uh, after the NFL draft and Aaron Maddox, who's with the Indianapolis Colts and then Julian Hill, who's with the Dolphins, as we touched on earlier, speaking of the NFL, hopefully, In our discord chat, we're going to try to get a fantasy football league going. I haven't even told anyone about this yet, but we're going to try to get it going. So just another reason that if you want to jump in and hear a lot of cool stuff about Campbell athletics, just be in the conversation every single day, especially as we move into football season, Uh, you can do that by hopping in our discord chat and be a part of our fantasy football league that I will probably win, but I welcome any challengers. Um, Dylan, what are you talking about? Come on, man! Uh, if you're not, you can't win. If you're not confident, you know what I mean. But uh, speaking of new things, and you know, Campbell's moving to a new conference. How, Dylan? What are your thoughts on Campbell's new logo and their branding um, that came out in July?
1: Yeah, I, I, uh, I think when we fir- when it first came out, we were. We were kind of skeptical, not going to lie, um, about it. But I, I think it's growing on us. Um, it looks slick. Um, it looks sleek. Um, and it just looks more modern. Um, that orange really pops out. And I, I think we're all interested in in what it's going to look like um, on a jersey, on a helmet, on a hat, because I don't think any of us have seen um, what that's going to look like. The women's so, soccer
0: jerseys were fire from the photo shoot that we saw. So if that's yeah. if that's the standard, then I think it's going to be pretty awesome. And the biggest thing is going to be having a universal orange and not eighteen shades of orange.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, like, I think we just need one that that is uh, that is ours um, that we can call Campbell Orange and not sixteen to twenty three thousand different shades of orange. So. Um, but yeah, from what they've been selling at the team stores as well, that look really, really nice. Um, so, um, I think it's great. The logo looks really, really nice. Um, and I'm interested. I think the first thing that came out was we were very interested on what, like any alternatives are going to look like. Um, if they're going to do any alternative logos, um, like they've had in years past, um, and I, I've talked to some people behind the scenes. Of, as of now, that doesn't look like that's going to be the case, but you never know in the future what that's going to look like. So um, I'm interested to see them hit the, hit the hit a football jersey, hit a football helmet, um, and then on baseball. So, um, yeah, they, they look nice. Um, just interested to see what they're going to look like uh, on a field, under the bright lights, uh, Thursday, August 31st.
0: Yeah, I'm excited to see what they do with the football helmet, whether they'll do that, just the C, um, that they came out with, or if they're going to do, you know, the standard logo, but, uh, maybe we'll see some different variations and, you know, maybe some, some different uniform variations as well. Obviously with new, the new colors and everything, but maybe we'll be able to, um, see some different stuff, which will be awesome. Uh, touching on the alternate logos. I mean, th- there are some options that, that have already come out um, that just haven't been put out a lot. Um, but th- I will say the scripts with the, the new camel, like the new camel script looks really good. Um, and, you know, just the more you see it and you kind of, it kind of, you see it on, you know, apparel, and we're going to see it on jerseys. It'll become more familiar and it'll be awesome. Overall, at first I wasn't super over, like blown away by it, but it's grown on me a lot and I really like it and at the end of the day, it's Campbell. So, I mean, I, I think it's awesome. And, you know, just kick-starting the new era for Campbell Athletics and their inaugural season in the Coastal Athletic Association. Speaking of that, Dylan, the name change from Colonial to Coastal came out right after Campbell made the transition uh, to the CAA. What are your thoughts on that? You know, does it? Doesn't really matter. I mean, at the end of the day, it's still the CAA. Campbell's coming in, they got a lot of, to prove. Um, but what's your thoughts on that?
1: Yeah, I think I was I was questioning the decision um at the beginning, uh, because I kinda my point was that it kind of limits you to just coast teams if they decide to expand even more. Not um, anymore, Dylan. The Big Ten yeah, is universal yeah, now. Yeah, I think we're we're Uh, And don't don't tell the CAA brass, but I think eventually we'll we'll get down to maybe somewhere in the FCS where it's like one like the NFL where it's like one conference with a bunch of divisions. But don't tell the CAA brass uh, we're trying to keep on the good side. Um, But with that, it's fine. Uh, It's kind of a known opinion right now, uh, as long as they keep the CAA. Uh, but if we go to something other than the CAA, then we know that, uh, football realignment has really hit the FCS, uh, FCS. Um, but for now we're, we're fine. Uh, maybe we can get that San Diego state team that doesn't have a conference. I, I think, I don't know. Hey, it would be the coastal addition, um, so they're just uh, wandering through the park all alone. They don't. Really yeah, yeah. 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 They're just kind of wandering through the park all alone. Hey, maybe hey, join they the can Pac- join the pack 12. Yeah. They only have four teams now. Hey, pack 12. Uh, if you're looking for more than four teams to play football in two years, I uh, give the coastal a call. Um, w- we want a chance at the, uh, at the college football playoff. <laughs> Nevertheless. Um, I, I think it's just, it's going to be a name change. We're going to get used to it. A lot of people were gonna they had to get used to calling it the coastal and not the colonial. Um but teams stay the same, logo stays the same.
0: Otherwise yeah for me records. I
1: think it was it's because it
0: was so random and out of the blue. Like I hadn't like no one said anything about it coming along. You know, normally when like there's some rumorings and stuff. Like the logo, like Campbell's new logo, like we me and you knew about that at the men's big south championship uh in basketball you know so i mean that was what in in march so you know the rumorings of that like we knew that was coming and then some people had already seen it um so like you knew it was coming but like it was just completely out of the blue it was like a tuesday um but at the end of the day it is what it is i mean exciting times to be in the caa and for campbell to make the move and be out of the big south honestly i mean that is yeah, I look at some of the stuff that's on social media still from all the Big South accounts that I follow, like Big South teams that I follow. And it's just like, wow, I'm just glad that we're done with that. Um, so, a new era um, and new opportunity for the Camels as they open up the 2023 2024 sports season very, very soon. Dylan, do you have anything else that you want to say before we sign
1: off? Uh, just happy we're back. Um, and uh, we'll be uh hitting, hitting the trails and uh, producing more podcasts since we're back. Um, closer to the uh co- start of college football season. So, so excited that Campbell Sports is back. And uh, no offense to the MLB, I need something other than the MLB in my life. Um, so I can watch some other type of sport. Um, no offense to the MLB. Love you guys. Let's go, Red Sox. Um, But otherwise, glad that football will be back shortly. Excited to see what the Campbell football is going to do. And uh, we're back.
0: Yes, we are back and we're excited to bring you a lot of content this upcoming season. We're planning on doing a week recap every Sunday night and include kind of previewing the week ahead for all Campbell Athletics um, with a focus on the you know the major sports there, and then also during football season, we'll try to get and oppose uh, someone f- who is affiliated with the opposing upcoming team um, to preview the upcoming week. So hopefully, leading up to William and Mary, I've already uh, kind of found a guy that I want to talk to. Hopefully, we'll be able to preview that for you, and we'll do that every single week. So we'll have all the coverage that you need for you. Uh, this upcoming year and as we transition into football and then basketball and then back into baseball and we'll just continue the loop going for a long time hopefully but here's to the best college football is right around the corner I cannot wait until I can sit on my couch from 12 noon until 10 p.m at night and not have to move at all unless I have to go get something to drink or something to eat and it will be awesome and It is only a few weeks away. Dylan, thanks for hopping on. Summer is nearing its end, and football is knocking on the door. I hope everybody has a great week, and go Camels. Pressure's a privilege, man. We want to run towards that pressure. We don't want to run from it, and we want to enjoy that and
1: embrace it and and fight through the struggle.